Hi, and welcome to the DIY Photo Organising Podcast, focusing on topics to help you with your photo management. I am Fiona from Photo Helper. And I am Chantal from Photos in Order. Hello there. Hey, how are you today? <laughs> good, good. Very um, excited because we've got another too. guest on. <laughs> I know, it's going to be a great one today. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. But before we introduce him, um, we just want to mention today we're going to talk about Apple, the Apple ecosystem. So this episode is for you if you're not only an iPhone user, but you actually also use a Mac because we're going to talk about that ecosystem and that requires that you've got both of them. So Windows people, sorry, but we'll do a separate episode for you another day. <laughs> um, so. As I mentioned, we want to talk about basically the most important things that people should know to get the best out of their Apple ecosystem. And regular listeners, you will know that Fiona and I, we both Mac users. We love our Macs. <laughs> um, but still, there are experts out there who know lots and lots more. And we've invited Paul from Blue Water Imaging in Connecticut to talk about the Apple ecosystem because he's one of the leading experts in that field. Hi, Paul. Hi, how are you doing today? Good, welcome. Great, welcome, welcome. We're so excited to have you here. So Paul, before we jump in, I'm just going to tell our lovely listeners a little bit about you so that they've got a bit of an overview of just how um, lucky we are to have you with us today and your experience in this space. So um, Paul says that images are his life. <laughs> and when we look at his uh, past experience, you can truly understand that. Um, he discovered photography in high school and pictures have been a central part of his career path ever since. Uh, he's worked as a professional photographer, also with scanning services um, in sales and selling scanning services to high-end museums and catalogues, publications. He's also worked at Apple, um, as we call him, our, our genius, our industry genius, <laughs> for those that know the Apple uh, genius experts there. Uh, offering support and creative training to thousands of Apple users. So now today, Paul has a business of his own called Blue Water Imaging. And what he does is offer training and support to people who use the Apple Photos ecosystem, which we're going to hear about today, which is great. Um, and he helps people manage their photography through the Apple platform. So, Paul, it's absolutely lovely to have you with us. Um, what I thought I might start is just to, if you could just share a little bit about yourself, why you got into, you know, photography, how did you discover that, you know, from high school? Um, and then if you could also just share initially what this ecosystem is, just explain what that terminology is so we can set a bit of a framework here for today's chat. Um, if you could, that'd be great. Sure. Uh, my pleasure. Well, thanks again uh, to both of you for having me. Um, and uh, I'm really glad to be here and take a short trip halfway around the world. Um, so uh, basically, I, I got into photography uh, in high school. 
And uh, I just love pictures. Uh, pictures have been a part of my life. I've seen parts of the world where I've never been through pictures. Um, I enjoy looking at pictures. Uh, there, there's just something that I connect with and, and really enjoy. And I think most people do as well. Mm. Um, and I will say one of the most exciting things about uh, this moment in time is because of mobile uh, photography, because of the iPhone, uh, there's so many people who are uh, getting exposed to photography and learning photography who, who never would have otherwise. Um, it it uh, in the the days of film, it was a uh, in some ways a tedious process. You really had to invest yourself in it, I think, unless you were just going down to the drugstore and getting pictures. So um, I've been lucky to uh, be part of that through my whole career and, and my life. I've worked with some amazing photographers and I've always been lucky to uh, be part of the leading edge, I guess you'd call it, of, of the industry. Um, it, I, was, um, I was in the commercial printing industry, as I said, selling scanning when uh, digital photography was becoming commercially acceptable, mm -hmm. uh, which created huge changes in the uh, in the scanning industry, you know, uh, I won't say overnight, but over a very short period of time, um, the the industry that I really spent most of my life with uh, kind of collapsed because of the the digital photography technology, and it was a real lesson to me that um, as much as I was. Uh, so appreciative and invested in this this timeless medium, um, it was always changing, and there were interesting things to be uh, found. Um, I also I happened to be um, uh, very comfortable with desktop publishing, so I was able to get in on the ground floor when Photoshop came out, and and uh, you know the the software evolution that really made. Uh, our business, honestly, the photo management, what it is today. Uh, so it's been a it's been a really cool ride, and now uh, I feel like we're sort of on the beginning of a of a new whole new frontier uh, of photography, uh, photo management, uh, the way that we organize photos, the way that we use photos, uh, and because everybody now is essentially a photographer. Um, there are, there's so many ways to look at it that, uh, you know, every morning is, is like something new. I'm sure, I'm sure both of you see that as well. Yeah, you know, your, 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 your clients are, are having new challenges and yeah. what the heck is a cloud and what the yeah. heck is, you know. <laughs> and I think that's so true, Paul. It's, you know, it's really good. It's, it's nice the way you've painted that sort of that journey that, you know, the changes that have happened. And I think as we all can agree, this is, we just know in the future, it is 
inevitable that this is going to be a continuing, changing, developing, you know, world around mm-hmm. our, um, our like you, you use the words, you know, the use of photos, the management of photos, you know, how we mm-hmm. relate and um, and work with our photos and, and just that whole concept, it has developed as well over time. It's very... Mm-hmm fluid and changing and moving how we can relate to them mm-hmm. um, and and you you've been a part of that journey which is fantastic so if you can explain what is there now where we sort of sit today this this um ecosystem because I know that this sort of leads into this sort of new way that we look at photos and as you say just opening up this um, this world to a whole range of people through the digital use of cameras in our phone mm-hmm. and just um, how that all relates to sort of a bit of a, you know, a, a world view of, of packaging <laughs> of photos and how how that relates. Exactly. <clears throat> no, that's that's exactly the, uh, the, the situation we're in. And I, you know, to go back to something <clears throat> that... Um, you said at the beginning, uh, Chantel said at the beginning, um, even though this is a, an Apple topic, I think it it also is relevant to Windows users um, in that <clears throat> Apple has been a real leader in the whole, uh, this whole evolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're not, they're certainly not the first in every category but um, they do a very, very good job of making all the pieces work. And I've seen multiple um, instances where other um, software manufacturers, hardware manufacturers take the lead from Apple and try to make it work in a new way or a different way or a better way. I think, I think, because Apple is here, I think it's kind of raising the bar for everybody. So um, I think the the methodologies that we are going to talk about um, apply to the entire photography community. Uh, so hope, hopefully everybody will, will find something to take away or hmm. something to think about. Um, to your question about the ecosystem... <clears throat> for the the younger crowd they may not remember the platform wars of the 19 uh, in 1995 or so but there was this big debate basically steve jobs argued that the only way you could truly create a unified uh, excellent experience for users in this creative space was to be able to manage and control all of the software parameters and the hardware and that everything had to work together. Um, At the time, there were so many Windows computer manufacturers, so many software engineers, um, Microsoft really didn't, um, there was only so much that Microsoft could dictate essentially. And so 
it, on the Windows side, it became very, very fragmented. You know, things that should work didn't work once you handed it off to another application. Uh, or it may work in, you know, Windows 8, but not work in Windows 10. Or, or you know, it, there was just enough of a disconnect that you had to be pretty um, computer savvy and willing to to try things to make things work well. Uh, on in Apple's uh, side, <clears throat> uh, the fact that they created the hardware, they created the uh, software, everything could talk together, all the engineers could share, you know, their ins and outs. Over the years, it just made for a more user-friendly experience. And um, if you stand back and look at what we as photo managers do, uh, in my mind, we're, we're merely trying to connect people to their memories in as seamless a way as we possibly can. Yep. And any, anything that you put between those two endpoints is clutter, is one extra thing that has to happen. Um, and, you know, the Apple ecosystem uh, is what it is because, uh, to date anyway, they seem to have done the best job of connecting all the pieces. You know, I take a, I take a photo on my phone and six minutes later it's on my computer uh, with the location stamp, with the time stamp, uh, with already some sort of context with the other photos that are with it. Um, and so, um, you know, this is kind of what we're trying to achieve, I think. Um, we, we have kind of a, we have kind of a joke in our family because we're all cooks uh, and love to cook, except for my son um, who's, who's, he can cook okay, but he he's developed what he calls his effort to taste ratio. So if it's too, too much too much effort for the result, he's not going to do it. Oh, so, I love that. <laughs> so you, this is this is a this is a world premiere of this particular uh, concept, <laughs> but we but we we call it Carson's effort to taste ratio. And so if it does not pass Carson's effort to taste ratio, it's not good. It's not going to work. And I, th and I think this is, well, this is one of the things um, that's really a, a point of mine is, you know, we know so many people want to get their photos under control. Mm -hmm. um, they want to, they want that, they want to, to, lessen that distance between their memory and their themselves essentially right mm -hmm. um and i think this is what this is the challenge we as photo managers are are dealing with but more than that i think this is the the roadblock that so many people who want to do it themselves run into you know yeah. they they look at it and as you know um, you know you have people who look at a few shoe boxes and they think it's a two week, you know, exercise. And 
you know, two months later, it's they're still sitting on the shelf. Mm. Um, so anyway, um, this is this is the the essence of of this Apple ecosystem that it is designed to work as well together as possible to be able to hand off things. Um, other other parts of it, I mean, we're I'm really focused on the the Apple Photos component of it. You know, you can go off in all sorts of directions. But when we talk about Apple Photos and we think of ourselves as photo managers, you know, our, our, big, our big value that we offer our clients is, you know, they want to be able to find their stuff. They want to know that they have saved the best quality of the stuff that they had. Um, they want to know that it's safe and it's not going away. Um, and the Apple Photos ecosystem, as much as any process out there, uh, fulfills those in a very automatic, um, Carson-friendly way. <laughs> I think that's, I can... the, that's actually sort of the, the key that's why I personally like it so much as well um, also for my clients because they it is easy to use once it's set up and it's set up the right way <laughs> yeah. uh, but it is so convenient it's really you know from experience I would say there's nothing else that is so convenient like that and as mm -hmm. you say so rightly you know people want the easy way uh, fair enough <laughs> there's nothing against that um uh, why should we make it more complicated mm. uh, well and I'm, I'm sorry go ahead I, I was just going to say Paul I think um you know it's it's really um so true the way you're saying you know especially people listening because you know we are you know the majority of our uh, listeners from and we have from all over the world actually which is fantastic but you know they they're doing that themselves majority of people are mm -hmm. wanting to do that themselves so they may engage with different help and support or you know maybe take a course mm -hmm. or something like that but ultimately really it's um there's a real desire for people to to do exactly what you say, find their photos, mm -hmm. know that they're safe, um, know they've got the best quality that they've got. And, and that's exactly what people that, you know, really that are listening are wanting to do that themselves fundamentally. Yeah. Um, and, and I really like the way you say it, it lessens that distance for um for them to be able to to do those things you know right. from, from connecting them with their memories mm -hmm. and I think it's yeah. that peace of mind that even if they're not connecting in that moment or they haven't say for a month they know they're there they know they can connect with those memories very mm -hmm. quickly mm -hmm. so how do people practically obtain this this safety, this, you know, knowing that they've got this quality because the fact that we've talked about this development of technology and there's a past that we have where we didn't have the beauty mm -hmm. of an ecosystem, how do we get all this together so that then we do have one beautifully packaged up <laughs> library? <laughs> You know, I mean, I know this this could be like a 10-hour workshop here, but do you know what I mean? Like just to sort of give some sort of practical 
sort of parts to obtaining this beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, eco world that we're talking about? Well, let me start by giving you Apple's vision and then we can kind of back out of that a little bit. Okay. So, so in the, the, the full realization of this Apple photos ecosystem is uh, essentially an iPhone or mobile, you know, iPad, iPhone, um, which is, is capturing the, uh, in was capturing the photos or videos or or whatever uh, we're doing documents for that matter, um, and it and it gathers right at the beginning. It gathers a lot of information that gets gets added to the to the picture, which was really not the case in the camera world, and it still in a lot of cases is not. So you're starting out with a more Let's say it's a richer picture than it used to be, and, and and while I'm, this is a little bit of a segue, so stop me if I go off the rails. But <laughs> but I ha- I happen to believe that um, there there is a there is a feeling that uh, you know JPEGs are kind of the end all and be all for you know longevity and so forth, and there's a good argument for that for sure. But I've been working on some projects recently, some some older projects uh, with motion video and so forth. And when I look at the 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 richness of what I can capture on my iPhone, I can capture live photos. I can capture slow motion. I can capture video. I can capture raw files that are huge right now on forty eight megabyte images on the new iPhones. Um, Who am I to say that my kids 20 years from now or 30 years from now aren't going to really want to hear my voice or see me do a little short clip or or, um, any one of the number of things that that these these, um, files can do. Um, So I'm one of the reasons I like Apple Photos is uh, last time I counted, it could it could use 15 different uh, file formats and nothing else does. I mean, you know, you, so you basically can toss whatever you want in there and use it as part of your collection. Mm-hmm. So you have so you have this iPhone that's taking all these amazing things. Or even using it to make films now, right? Uh, you know, commercial films. Um, that automatically syncs up to iCloud, and iCloud takes a look at it and says, "Okay, uh, I got to pass this off to everything else." It goes to your Mac, um, so now you have it on a larger screen, more capabilities, more power to process, and then your Mac is. Uh, backed up to a time machine. So essentially by by tripping that one button, you've synced it to multiple devices that you can you can switch between devices. Uh, you've created three backups. You've created a backup in iCloud, you've created a backup on your Mac, and you've created a, a timed backup on time machine. Um, and so we've satisfied those things. 
um, iCloud will will take and keep that original file. So whatever it was, whatever format it was, it's in that original form that you can go back to. And it's protected from pilot error. So it, it with one exception, um, you know, people, I, I hear comments from time to time, not so much anymore, but that photos holds your pictures hostage. Um, and my feeling is one person's hostage is another person's bank. So in my case, you know, I see that as a positive, you know, you can't, you can't inadvertently resize an image and throw away information. You know, you can always go back to the original. Uh, so before I get really off the rails here, to answer your question, um, you know, the camera, a, a iCloud account with enough storage to, to hold your entire library. And I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. um, a Mac with enough uh, internal or connected storage that it can all that it can duplicate that as well and uh, time machine backup mm -hmm. and I think if if you if you have that you've got everything you need to have a secure safe easy as easy as it gets experience mm -hmm. and I think um, um, I know you know not everybody, goes the the full boat on that but i think that is um that is a good target for people to to aim for can you just clarify for our listeners because talking about backing up to time machine um requires that on your mac you download originals uh, in full mm -hmm. size to your photo library because a lot, a lot of the times on the phones it would be optimized storage to save space on the phone. Right. Uh, the original size sits in the cloud, but in order to be able to actually make a backup copy, we need the originals. Right. That's correct, right? That is correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, so this is a. <laughs> This is probably one of the awkward parts of the whole Apple uh, <laughs> journey, but essentially um, that's true. I mean, I I believe that you should always have um, uh, the originals locally usable anyway. Absolutely. Um, you know, I I think that's I think you know whether you're on a, a Mac or a PC. Um, iCloud is, in my opinion, iCloud is as secure as any cloud service out there. And they're very conscientious about privacy and all the other things. Um, but I, I'm one of those that wants to have a copy of it myself. Mm. And I think it, you're, you're best served by doing that. So what, I've, what I find is um, you may remember like, 2015, 14 was when Apple switched to uh, solid state hard drives uh, from, from the spinning hard drives, right? And, you know, particularly for mobile, and then they, they started using them in the MacBook Pros and the MacBook Airs and so forth. Mm. 
And the problem was that um, solid state drives are just plain expensive. And so everybody got the 256 gig drive because it was the cheapest one, right? Yes. And it it is like the kiss of death. <laughs> it is a problem. Yeah, we see that a lot with clients because, you know, they when they buy a computer at the shop or the store, they they being told, oh, you don't need a big internal drive. You can keep it all in the cloud, yeah. uh, not realizing that, yes, you can do that, but then you don't have original files on your computer and hence they cannot be backed up and you're not in full control. So I always right. tell my clients, when the time comes to buy a new computer, make sure that you've got as big of an internal drive as you can afford because it yes. just makes your life easier because otherwise you will have to keep your photo library on an external drive, which right. is one thing if you're desktop, but if you've got a laptop, I just find it a nuisance, to be honest. Yeah. No. And it's, exactly. you know, the risk is yeah. bigger that you drop it, you lose it, whatever. It's so much easier mm -hmm. when it's on the internal drive, I find. Um, yeah. But this is something I, I, yeah, I'm I'm not happy about how these computers are being sold to people and tell them, you know, oh, you can keep it all in the cloud. It's so easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not it, really. No, no. Uh, you're 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 spot on. Um, that that is is one of the big mm -hmm. deals. I mean, the the prices are starting to come down now. It's a little less. Uh, I tell anybody who asks me, you know. Uh, if it's a portable device, right? If it's a portable um, computer, a Mac, uh, one t one terabyte minimum, um, yeah. because you're you're going to need it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what you what you can't what I have had success with though is when somebody gets to that point where they're going to upgrade and they just can't justify that extra uh, that extra uh, drive, extra size drive. Uh, what I ha have them do, uh, if, if it's still working fine, is is turning their old machine into a photo hub, oh. and because they can set that on a desk in the in the recreation room or the den, plug in a big hard drive and connect to the cloud, and it can be sitting back there doing that, and they can still have their optimized uh, yes. stuff on their local, but you know they then they get. The originals they get a time machine backup that's yeah. worth something that's so clever cool. yeah okay yeah. and that's the thing about the max you can't kill them they live forever no, they, <laughs> they keep going actually, and going you, yeah. you can't you know i've still got one from 2011 i think yeah, yeah. and it works fine but i can't upgrade anymore so i can't run the latest software you know it stopped at high sierra i think yeah um, exactly. so <laughs> <laughs> no. We have the same one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> so um, we've touched on, you know, you need an iPhone, you need the iCloud, you need a Mac. Um, transferring photos is easy because it goes through the cloud, so it all happens automatically. Um, 
it's rather easy to set up. You need to make the right connections to tick those boxes, you know, download originals if you can and have it all do its magic. Um, I love that moment when it's being set up and it all happens. We've also touched on backing up and um, now one thing that often comes up with mac or apple clients is like okay so i've got my photo library but i've got a partner i've got a family how can how can they add to it how can they see it can't we have a family photo hub in the photo library <laughs> this is something yeah. that's always coming up uh when working with families yeah right right well, this, you know, this could be a whole show by itself, <laughs> yeah. uh, to be sure. Um, ha having said that, your, your timing is, is amazingly good uh, <laughs> because, uh, you know, I, I, we've all dealt with this forever. And Apple, with the new uh, iOS, the new iPhone operating system, uh, basically the new Apple Photos that's, that comes with all the new stuff, now has a shared library feature mm. on iCloud. Mm -hmm. And it looks really promising. It has some caveats to it. There, there's a few things you have to understand. Um, and I think that part of the conversation, you know, when, when you're running into that kind of scenario, um, it really deserves a a conversation with with the, the family mm -hmm. first of all mm. i don't know many parents who really want to see their teenagers pictures um <laughs> right so and and uh one of one of my colleagues in canada uh just when it first came out they went oh this is great because we we wanted we've been trying to do this for like forever in a seamless way and the first thing they figured out is that that the wife is a minimalist and she like she deletes anything that's like remotely un <laughs> unnecessary to her right and and the guy keeps you know like five shots of of the same baby step kind of thing right and and they both you know that's how they do stuff mm. and so when the guy realized that Two thirds of his pictures were getting deleted by his wife. They like, <laughs> oh, they no. like, they like stopped and said, "Whoa, let's rethink this thing." So, <laughs> so the so it's a it's a two part thing. The first part is um, families have to understand, uh, and and maybe it helps them appreciate what we do a little bit more. But they have to understand that that shared libraries need some curation. Some mm -hmm. somebody has to curate them. And um, it used to be, and, and you can still certainly do this, where uh, I used to have uh, one person in the family, usually turned out to be the wife, but not always, who is the curator, yes. right? And um, then every month or so, the, you know, the partner would, would go through their stuff and then send over the things that mm. that were relevant that they wanted to share, and you can actually uh, you can actually set up some automations for that. I use a a really cool little app called Hazel 
which looks for a, a, a hot folder, uh, which in this case is usually on Dropbox. And anything that goes into that from the partner automatically gets imported right. into Apple Photos. And so their, quote, master collection has those added. So you can do things like that. You know, they're, they're, and if you're a photo manager or you, you, you know a photo manager who can set it up for you, I mean, those kinds of things are, are fine because another cool thing about Apple is that it's incredibly uh, customizable with automations and shortcuts and things like that. But um, in this case, the way that the photo library, uh, the iCloud shared library, the terminology is going to get crazier, um, <laughs> works is that you can, um, someone sets it up and they essentially create a second library within their, their Apple Photos. Mm -hmm. And so one of them is the shared library, one of them is their personal library. Now, the photo, a photo, can only exist in one of those two libraries, but they can be seen in both libraries, okay? Oh. So, so let's say that, you know, if you had five photos from a weekend trip that you wanted in the shared library, you, you would then simply move them into the shared library, and they would be visible to whoever else has, uh, has access to the library, and they could add their pictures. Mm -hmm. And so you would have this collective thing. Um, the details are a little too geeky to go into here, but suffice yeah. it to say, it's, it's very clever. It's very, um, I think it's very workable, but um, it requires some understanding by the people involved. So it's not, it's not the kind of thing where you just push a button and you know magically yeah. everything happens. I think mm -hmm. I think um, for those kinds of things, you know, a lot of the processes that we have used forever, you know, are still going to be really valid. But for for specific things, I think this could be interesting. Mm -hmm. And I'm also I actually uh, you can have up to six people subscribe to the shared library, which is you know, typically a, a family sort of thing. Um, but I can also see opportunities to use it in a small business environment. You know, if you're in real estate, you know, and you have have uh, uh, collections of photos that, that need to be shared, you know, I, I'm still sort of playing around with that. But I think, um, I, I think there's, it's, it's a cool tool. I'm sure it's going to get better and, and cooler as a lot of Apple things so, do. So, Paul, does that does that mean that there's a um, like a second account with like another two terabyte? Like, if you were to, you know, have storage, it's a, it's an additional, you know, um, bit of storage, right? Or does it sort of count, you know, on one account. You it know, count, it counts the size. Yeah, it counts on one account. So, mm. so in other words, um, whoever whoever creates the shared library in the first place. Yep. their their space is being uh, used with this right uh, okay okay. Uh, okay so yeah so this is a this is a very technical question <laughs> um but you mentioned the opportunity for businesses i really like that idea um so like in practice 
practical steps would that mean let's say fiona and i want to create a shared photo library so she's got her apple id i've got mine uh, we've got our independent libraries and we do stuff for the podcast so could we have a, a new apple id for the podcast mm -hmm. and then create a shared library and whenever we have photos that concern our podcast we can move them from our individual personal library into that shared library is that how it would work exactly that would be great yeah right? so then and then that would sit on either one of our accounts yes whoever mm. whoever has the biggest space or right. you know wh whoever starts the account okay. um, it's like so, a dropbox shared folder in a way you know i can create a well, folder in dropbox and it, i can share it with fiona and it counts against both of our storage. True. I have a yeah, so it's the R same it right. count against both of no well, only one. No, no, no. I so so right. in in, yeah. in the case of, of the photos library, mm. um, it it's only gonna count against the person who creates it. Yeah. Right. So yes. if, if so if you're on Ventura and you go into the settings for um, Apple Photos. Mm -hmm you'll see an option now to turn on a shared iCloud library. Right. And yeah. when you turn that on, it will then prompt you to invite somebody to it. Mm -hmm. And then when you open up Apple Photos, um, you know where you see, uh, I think it's in the upper right-hand corner. I don't have my own open mm -hmm. right now, but, but there's a, um, where you can see your entire library, or you can just see, uh, you can see oh. it with or without the shared photos, basically. Right. Right. Now, okay. now there's a thing that says uh, you can see your personal library, you can see your shared library, or you can see them both at the same mm. time. Okay. Now, the, the, the goofy thing <laughs> in our technical terms is <laughs> that... Um, in your, I, I don't know how far you want to go down this road, but I, I will tell you, <laughs> you got me started. You're, you're, sorry, you're, sorry. you're, That's you're along for, going. you're along for the ride. Yeah, so, so, um, when you, so you have your personal library, you have all the albums that you've made for your personal library, yes. right? Okay. Now you take, let's say you have an album that's, um, uh today's podcast and you take all the media relating to this podcast and you say i want to move this to the shared icloud mm -hmm. library mm -hmm. so it goes there and it still shows up because now you're you're looking at both libraries yes. you're looking at you're looking at the the shared library and and your own library as mm -hmm. soon as you disconnect from the shared library you're still going to have you're going to have an empty album there that says today's date. Right. Okay. okay. And Fiona is not going to be able to see any of your albums. Mm -hmm. There there is no there is no album uh structure or mm -hmm. feature in the shared library itself. 
So you're oh. basically, it's like you're you're always sort of dipping from that. It's it's mm -hmm. kind of a pool that you're using. Yeah. And you can you can add those photos to a library of your own, um, it, which may or may not include that, depending on whether you're viewing both uh, libraries or not. Mm -hmm. So it there there's a little bit of a head trip, and and we're the people that were kind of brainstorming with were saying, okay, can we do this? Can we do this? You know, what, you know, how do how do we how do we break this? You know, but I think it's for for any photo managers, I think it's a good thing to play with because I think it I think in in many situations it has real value. Mm. But 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 it needs to be um I think it needs to be something where you're working with clients who are somewhat savvy, you know, maybe a yeah. a not a notch above the the you know the regular yeah, the techie, yourself or the techie level. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I and I think this is where it's really helpful. And, and I really hope that this has been helpful for people listening because um you know, there are definitely people out there that are very tech savvy that are listening. Oh, and yeah. they, they do do yeah. a lot of this stuff on their own and they explore and look and try, you know, try to find new ways to do, you know, like you say, to bring that connection between, you know, them and their memories without the mm -hmm. um, the Carson, what do we call it? The Carson effect. Carson's effort to taste ratio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but... Uh, but but I really do think that this is a, a, an awesome tool for people to have a look at and see if this might really fit mm. in their family because there are certain photos from their kids that they may really love mm. to have in their library and it's almost like a, a vehicle to get it into their own library mm. you know, through this shared mm. album folder structure that is available now. Um, mm -hmm. in a different way to what it was before um, because, you know, we don't have to go down what it was before, but <laughs> yeah. now at what it is now. Um, so I think this is really helpful. I think it's a great new tool. And like you say, this is the thing I love about Apple is that they're always, you know, they're always expanding and looking at new things and new features come out and, mm -hmm. um you know, this is only going to be a space, I think, which does get more streamlined. Um, but, yeah, just mm -hmm. sort of note to listeners of of just looking at what it's, and we've, we've said this many times, look at the settings, look at the settings. <laughs> yeah. You know, it could be a click of a button that really just makes such a difference to, to what they're doing. Um, and often it's just trying to find out what that click of that button in that setting mm -hmm. means and that what, then changes and like you say you know you're testing it to see if you can break it kind of thing and what what does it do and where does it go and if that folder is mm. empty why and where did the fault you know um yeah. it's still a lot of questions and I and I think for people it's just a really great way to yeah look at look at getting those photos into a centrally managed space that can be backed mm -hmm. up ultimately we're connecting people with their memories and that's mm -hmm. yeah. you know this is a vehicle and an opportunity maybe to um to do that before we kind of wrap up Paul I wanted to if there's sort of well I was going to ask about the cool tricks and tips and features and things like that which again <laughs> we could do a whole nother podcast yeah, yeah, one yeah. thing I really want to encourage people to do and, and we'll have all the links and things in our show notes for for you 
um, and how people can reach you and, and um, you know, follow along with your learnings and, you know, <laughs> a, a leading cutting edge sort of way in this area and always keeping up with what Apple are doing. Um, I really do want to encourage people to have a look at your newsletter and to register for that. It is, you've always got some fabulous things in there um and I love the way that you you really do step people through how to do something so you don't just say check this feature out or whatever like you do have some great screenshots and explanation (laughs) and like you've done today you really have a lovely way of giving the background (laughs) as to why and I think that's important because then we can grasp you know mm-hmm. oh this is what I'm trying to achieve and so then the steps can sort of make a bit more sense so yeah um if I can I think there, there's one kind of unifying thing th- that I'd like to share yep. um because it's I, I'm prepping for a conference and it's so this is my thinking period here but I think that what all of this goes to and what Apple has really promoted since day one is uh, that you really want to have all your photos in one place. Um, and and the reason I, I've seen this come up in multiple blog posts and so forth this year, I don't know what it is about this year, but um, I, I think that we are, we are right at the beginning of, of kind of a new type of, of photo management. Uh, what I think uh, is cool, it kind of, it's kind of a segue from the, the shared photo library. I think that that because we are all now photographers, um, we, uh, we need to all learn how to um, cull our, our photos mm. in, a, in a strategic way. And the problem we have now when we look at you know, if, if, if our whole lives are spread out or are sitting on this, you know, SSD. Um, I love that because, I mean, I have photos pop up in the memories thing all the time that I'd totally forgotten about. And, and to me, that's the magic of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, I, I, there are people who, who like to sort of compartmentalize, no, I want this library, I want all this other stuff over here, and they never see it. And you know they don't they don't get that that surprise and delight kind of thing, but the other thing is I believe we're now at a point where we really have three different types of photo management happening all at once. Um, when I started with the photo managers Apo in um, 2013, it was a very simple straight line process. Um, it was almost all about uh, you know, pulling out the shoe boxes, doing the ABC culling of your photos, scanning the photos, putting some information on it, and handing a a disk full of of folder foldered files, you know, core structure back to the client. It was pretty straightforward, and essentially, it was a digitized version of what we were doing in the real world. It didn't. It didn't it didn't kind of take advantage of all the digital stuff, right? So we have those and a lot of those, that's really all they needed. They just needed to be preserved. They needed to be, be uh, identified in some way. Then we're now at this point because we're doing all this stuff, we're taking 
um, thousands and thousands of pictures. And the idea that our one uh, collection is going to be distilled down for our, as our legacy collection to our children and, and whoever wants to watch them, I think is, is now out the window. I mean, there is no way, you know, it, I know that I take, I take an average of 2000 photos a year with an average of about 68 moments within that. Uh, actually, it's more than that. But uh, anyway, um, it, if I extend that out, there is no way that I'm ever going to keep the, those photos down. It's, it's not like deleting old emails, right? So now I have this ever-growing collection of, of photos, which is a secondary thing because um, there's convenient stuff in there, there's reminder stuff in there, there's junk in there, there's extra photos that I want to get rid of, but there's also a bunch of photos that are only ever going to mean something to me personally. You know, it's it could be a it could be a moment, you know, on a dock someplace. It could be who knows what it is, but we all have those pictures that we look at and we go, man, you know. I remember that, or it was, you know, something special. Um, so I've got those, which are only ever going to mean something to me. Yeah. And then from both of those groups, now you get down to this idea of, okay, what am I going to hand off? What, what, what is, what is that, that, that final legacy collection going to look like that, you know, shares who I was, what I did, where I went, but is not so much that people are going to start yawning, right? Um, so we're now, we we have sort of by, by nature become photographers. Now we get to be curators. So we all have to learn how to curate. And mm -hmm. I think that's like, that's like the next big thing is to say, how do we teach people to curate what they have and not just say, um, you know, not just save all the pictures where people are staring at the camera. Um, right. And do you have a magic solution to that, Paul? <laughs> it's a work in progress. Okay. All right. All right. Stay tuned. So right? anyway, <laughs> that's that's my that's my diatribe for that. Oh, I love for, it. I think that. that's great. I think it's very <laughs> accurate too. And it, I like that analogy of well, the the reality of um we don't want to get rid of that photo on the dock. Like that is very yeah. special to us, but you're right. It doesn't need to be part of that legacy photo. And mm -hmm. so how do we then identify the difference? Um, yeah. That's a really good point. But um, yeah, look, I love it. We could, we'll have to have you back. We'll have to have you back. Another <laughs> love to, love well. to. <laughs> um, thank you so much for today. I, I think it's just been really uh, a real joy to be able to, talk shop <laughs> and, um, and I hope those listening uh, have enjoyed coming along on the ride with us to to just talk you know you obviously have a lot of knowledge and you know real joy about um, just where Apple have come from and where they're heading and so I think it's really helpful I, I, and I, I definitely agree with you know the direction that people uh, are going in I think there's a real awareness out there for people that are doing this with their photos and and looking at those options and it's an ever-changing world so to be able to have a bit of a 
a look into the the window of Apple has been really helpful. So thank you. Well, thank you. Thanks, this has Paul. been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have you back. There's so much more to talk about Apple Photos, how to curate and projects we can do and all that. But I think we have to wrap it up for today. (laughs) So listeners, as you know, uh, hop over to our website and you will find all the show notes with all the links um, to Paul's business and, and his offerings. Check it out. And I agree with Fiona. Absolutely sign up for his newsletters. I love them. And uh, also sign up to our newsletter, please, (laughs) while you're there. So um, also don't forget that we've got our little wish list. Again, in the show notes, there is a link to the wish list. And if you have any questions that you like us to answer, um, you know, put it in there ask us and we'll either respond to you directly personally or we might make an episode out of it or get an expert in for you that will answer your question so and there's no silly questions just ask (laughs) and don't forget to leave us a review please and to share with anyone who you think would be interested in learning how to manage their photos better and i think that's it and i'm chantelle from photos in order i'm fiona from photo helper and we've been talking with paul which has been fantastic so thank you again paul um for joining us today thanks thanks for having me